Hey folks, welcome to Pro Football Ireland. It is free agency frenzy as it continues in the league. Uh, joining you on a Tuesday evening, uh, 7.30 Irish time. So only what, like what? 3.30 Eastern with the time difference. Mark Hogan. Mark, uh, this is gambling at its ebb here. What could happen between now and 4am when this podcast goes out? But uh, a, a warm welcome. How are you doing? You good? I'm good. Nervous. I have two screens set up, one to look at and one to look into. The one to look into, I see your face and the one on my right, I'm expecting to see Aaron Rodgers' face any minute. I am. I also feeling like I, it's, 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 it's just been a weird couple of days. It's been, it's been a great couple of days because this is um, the best time for me in the off season. Obviously, the draft is one thing, but this is the one where it gets the most news and most the most information, the most storylines. And it's, it's been a mad 48 hours. Now we had, um, Jeff Reinbold come on the podcast last night and he talked about certain moves that went down. Uh, let's get into a few of them. Like it's, it's just been, it's been a bit bananas, Mark, to, to be honest, we're still waiting at the time of recording and we'll obviously, you know, announce this if it comes out while we are recording, but we're still waiting on news on Lamar Jackson and we're still waiting on news on Aaron Rodgers, but we will talk about our Aaron Rodgers towards the end. And um, let's jump into Vegas. Like, <laughs> Where do we start here? I mean, I guess first off, Mark, what's your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo going to Vegas for a start before we even talk about the album? moves? because it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind twenty four hours for for Josh McDaniels and and the Las Vegas Raiders. I yeah, it shows that not everyone can get the quarterback that they want. Obviously, in free agency, <laughs> you know, your whole thing was that they were going to have Tom Brady, but Tom Brady obviously isn't happening. So was that the plan? I don't know, but he's ended up Josh McDaniels with a New England quarterback either way, which I find interesting because, you know, before Jimmy Garoppolo was traded, you know, he did have a good trade value based on a small sampling that he played with New England. So maybe McDaniels did enjoy working with him and has plans for him. So there's definitely upside there uh, because of that history that those two have together. But like, does it have the star power appeal to it? No, um, which I, Vegas fans, I suppose, were really expecting. They did, you know, at one point link themselves with Tom Brady back in November. They were probably thinking that they could get a high draft pick that isn't really going in their favor right now, how things are shaking out. So it doesn't come with the glitz and glamour, but I'm really interested in it because there's obviously no depth behind Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been in and out of that San Francisco lineup Um for a number of years with injury, he won't like if he's out, there won't be much depth behind him. Maybe they get a quarterback in the draft, but he won't have that safety net of a guy can come in, maybe perhaps win a game and then he goes back into the game. But also he's putting this record as a starter on the line. Like it is a phenomenal record that he's had. And I think it's really going to show up the talents of Kyle Shanahan because I've been on the Kyle Shanahan side of this San Francisco 49ers offense fence saying that it's all down to him and he'd train up any quarterback. So McDaniels, we'll, we'll see what he's made of now. I'll not re-echo my thoughts on the Jimmy G move, but we will talk about the Raiders. Uh, early into the day, a bit of a bomb drops. I'm not sure if it was a Shafter bomb, if it was a Ian Rappaport bomb or a Mark Hogan bomb or whoever bomb. It was <laughs> um, a bit mad. Like They obviously go out and get Jacoby Myers from the New England Patriots, guy that had over 800 uh, yards of Steven last year going to be slotted in behind Devontae Adams now. I mean, that's a net of 2,300 yards and 20 touchdowns last season, only 26 years of age. That's a hell of a move, sir. 
and we'll talk about who they let go in a minute. But you know, Jacoby Myers coming in there is just great move. They're going to have to look towards the defense now, obviously, and try and get someone in there. But um, talk about opening up that wide receiver market. Yeah, I don't actually think it's a great move because I do think it's a really weak wide receiver market. So I love like it, <laughs> Jacoby Myers, I think, is on the you know lower end of wide receiver too. Of course they have Devontae Adams there, but like we have to tie this in with the Darren Waller trade, which was announced subsequently, because they've replaced Darren Waller with Jacoby Myers. I don't understand. Going to the it Giants, of course. I, I just don't understand it because like <laughs> Darren Waller as uh, while injured as I, I know like he, you know you can't you can't count his production obviously when he's injured but like they had a three-pronged attack there with Devontae Adams Darren Waller and um Josh Jacobs and then whatever Hunter Hunter Renfro or whatever came into the mix I don't see Jacoby Myers being a different flex on this offense more so than what Darren Waller provided in the different things that he can do. So when you talk about like how they've brought one starter in and lost another, I would have stayed with Darren Waller. Obviously, there's you can get into the weeds of it more. Um, uh, Jacoby Myers will be 26 starting the season. Um, Darren Waller, I presume he's a number of years older. Um, mm. But still, I, it's, for me, I would have stuck with Waller. Looking at the other side of the Waller deal, him going to the Giants now, uh, who have got obviously their long-term quarterback and Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley locked up for another year. Um, Giants fans are very, very happy at this news. Now that that's you know, fair enough, it's 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 a significant upgrade to their offense. I just again, it sort of goes back to the whole situation with Daniel Jones, isn't it? Like it's going to depend how he plays, but you know, it for Brian Dable for Daniel Jones. And for the office in New York, and um, there are, you know, I don't want to say there's no excuses, but we're getting quite up to that level now when you've got such a high end production potential. Or if Daniel Jones plays well, um, New York could be the place of dreams at the minute, though. Like, I mean, look at, look at the Jets, look at the Giants. It could be the first time in many years, Mark, where both teams are, uh, I'm not saying relevant, but certainly since since the year that the Giants last won the Super Bowl with Eli, it's the last time they've been this relevant. I I, I would say that market, I, that, that's not meant in a, in a, in a disrespectful way, but um, I mean, the expectation now for Giants fans increases even more now. They're pretty relevant, the two of them, as they were going for the playoffs in November and December. So it, it, I mean, it has been... I mean, like going for like, the next level like a championship like you know like i i i know the giants especially the giants going on a playoff run but i don't think any of us expect them to get to like arizona i mean i mean like take that next step take that next level you know what I mean? yeah i'm not sure if darren water is going to be that next step because look at the other one of the hottest commodities on the offensive side of the ball in free agency is evan ingram who obviously was with new york only a year ago and his talents now have him coveted in Jacksonville, maybe not to the same extent as Darren Waller, but they certainly had a supreme talent at tight end within this team, you know, alongside your Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, and he wasn't utilized well. So with Darren Waller coming in, there will be expectations. And with the head coaching change, he might be able to use, but like, yeah, I suppose Dawson Knox was used in Buffalo under, um, Dayball. So maybe he is going to use, utilize the tight end position, but this year so much, well, I suppose none of their receivers did too well, but um, yeah, I, I I'll be interested to see how it plays out at, the, uh, at that position, what they can do with them, what 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 crease it gives to the offense. 
the next team we're going to look at is the Miami Dolphins, uh, who obviously now have the the tr- the trilogy. Uh, what's the word in the Catholic or Christian w- world where you bless yourself? The Trinity. I should know this. Like, we, we should know this. You got Vic Fangio with the defensive Trinity um, situation there with well, him. The, and, the, uh, if we're if we should know this, I suppose this turns into the sacrilegious territory to be talking about. Is this the Trinity? I suppose you haven't called it the Holy Trinity, so maybe you get away with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, look. I mean, if anything, I'll take the knack for it and go and and just go to confession if needs be, sir. Um, <laughs> talk about improving your defense. Like you know, obviously having Fangio in for a start is an improvement, but. <laughs> Bringing in Jalen Ramsey, uh, more so for the compensation. We're talking, talking to Jeff last night about this. You know, a bit like certain teams talked about there now. You know, the the expectation level now goes up even higher. I I think me and Jeff were talking yesterday about where you would place this Miami team so far in the AFC East, depending on our, if Aaron Rodgers goes or not. And um, Jalen Ramsey comes in. Uh, to keep Duke Riley as well, and they sign linebacker David Long to a two-year deal as well. The Dolphins are improving their defense and improving their team overall, sir. They had to improve the defense because in December, after losing to the Bills, you know, that well fancied, well, I suppose actually wasn't too out in that game in the end. Anyway, they allowed the Bills go on an 86-yard drive to score a field goal right at the end when they should have had the game win or won. And I remember reading at the time how, or the quotes out of um, McDaniel, about how poor the defense had been, you know, and let the team down essentially. They were kind of poor in, you know, key metrics, obviously scoring defense or down defense, red zone defense, yards allowed, takeaways, you know, all these kind of different things that they did have to build it up. So between getting Jalen Ramsey and at the price price that he did is absolutely insane. And um, considering they were to and froing with Xavier Howard for what, like two straight off seasons a couple of years ago. Um, to have now Jalen Ramsey there as well is just insane. And then getting David Long from Tennessee at linebacker, kind of, you know, like they really are trying to improve. And it makes sense to be improving that side of the ball because they went all in on the offense last year. Not all in, but, you know, with Jalen Ramsey and Tyreek Hill. Um, they do have a lot of pieces scattered throughout that organization. And it's like, yeah, they're pushing. It's a definitely an interesting sto- uh, question that you ask, where do they rank? Because Buffalo obviously is out ahead by the by default because of Stevon Diggs and um, Allen at this point. I mean, their defense would probably take a step back if you're losing names like Jordan Poyer and that, you know, it did when those guys were injured midway through the season. We saw that defense not be as strong as it was, say, in the first three weeks when everyone was super healthy. So let's see if they take a step back. But like name value wise, I think, yeah, Miami looks ins- incredible right now, but it does depend on the health of Tua because it's a different team without him. And McDaniel was Mike asked White about that. as well. So <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's going to, no, but this is what I was saying to Jeff last night. Like uh, if Tua and Tua will please, hopefully that won't happen. But, you know, as, as we said last night, there's a good chance he's going to miss some games. Prefer, you know, like if he does good, I, I really hope it doesn't happen. But, to bring in Mike White is an interesting situation. We also seen this morning that um, the Falcons brought in the backup quarterback at a high-end uh, pay grade. So when you've got a backup quarterback there that you can trust and rely on, that's going to help McDaniel. And um, yeah, it's 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 definitely going to be interesting. I, I, I just love how we've been doing this for, for 15 minutes and there hasn't been one thing announced since we've started this. It, this is just it, does, it does slow down. Yesterday, the Monday of free agency was definitely faster 
than I thought it would be because mm. I compared to Monday of 2022, which we had a trickling of names, but the big names came in the Tuesday. So I was surprised with how this the start that this got off to. Like we got a lot of big names out of the way. And I think what's also interesting is like we're going to talk a bit about Aaron Rodgers at the end, but like I think the Aaron Rodgers thing hanging over everything means that these announcements are coming out and everyone's like, okay, but what next? You know? Yeah, we'll talk about the Packers and the Jets at the end, but you're you're bang on what you're saying. Like, I mean, the, the situation at the minute for those two teams, waiting for an answer is But even ridiculous. the two teams, like I had NFL Network on yesterday and every every analyst that comes on, Jane Slater joins the broadcast. She says to Rich Eisen, oh, I hope this gets across the line. Edidi King and Walla comes on the broadcast for a second. She says to Rich, oh, how are you getting on? And it's like, because Rich Eisen being a New York Jets fan, he, as a great presenter, was able to gloss over and be like, let's keep moving on. But they couldn't they couldn't come away from it. And that's, uh, even when we're at Twitter now, like you're looking over the whole time. And at the end of the day, like, and sorry, by that, what I mean by that is anytime you look over, it might be a free agent update or it's the conditions that Aaron Rodgers wants to be met to move to the Jets. I mean, we might as well talk about him now for a minute because we're deep in the weeds at this point. But I, I cannot believe that he won't just announce the deal if all these things about Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb are coming out. Like, it's obvious it's happening. But why? And this is good because I wasn't talking. I mean, we were obviously texting yesterday about this. Why? Why does Trey Wingo put that out yesterday without something being? He's, big, he's too big a name. I think something's it, up. Like it, it was so. It, there was something so suspicious watching NFL Network. Seeing Tom Pelissero was. He thought he was on to talk about something else. Reached through to him and asked him his opinion about Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Pelissero just completely tanked the segment being so tight-lipped like it was awkward as a viewer to watch it was awkward to see them navigate as a team through it because Ian and Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofalo are there slagging them off being like go on Tom say something say something so when I was watching that I'm a bit skeptical of the whole thing I'm saying they know something there's a big announcement that Rogers wants to do it his way and if any of the media piss him off they won't get a, a something in the future that was my own personal thoughts because this is just it's way too strange I think you're bang on um, in terms of what you're saying there in regards. Look, I've had the pleasure of talking to uh, Tom and Ian personally before. He's been on different podcasts with us and it, they've been very supportive of fans internationally and people trying to grow the game internationally with doing podcasts like this. Maybe it's the hangover from the Super Bowl, but this thing of them all being on the screen with their phone, I'm just like, lots like... It's going to happen. Maybe maybe I'm just getting bored in my old age of 32. Um, but I I've, I think you're bang on in terms of Rogers and the situation that will exist if he goes to New York. If you piss him off in any way, shape, or form, or don't let him do it his way, that will have repercussions in the, in the, in the long term. We've seen Pat McAfee today still trying to get him Pat McAfee on Friday. Um, gonna try and pop on and say hello. So it's not gonna happen. Um, but, you know, even McAfee started his show off saying like. We have no idea what's going on. And you know, when that's happening, it's like, no, nah, this is bull. And they don't want to speculate. That's what when it gets weird. I reckon AJ Hawk knows rightly what's going on because he was like sort of beating around the bush as well. And for me, it's like, well, if he wants to announce it or do it in his own way, when, how, where, what's the plan here? Are you going to tweet something? Are you going to go on Pat McAfee tomorrow and announce it? Get it out of the way before Thursday. I am not sitting on Paddy's day. 
waiting for this Aaron Rodgers news because the longer, and this is what we said a second ago, the longer this goes on, it screws the, the, the Packers in terms of their short-term availability of getting certain players in free agency financially. It doesn't oh, screw know. them long-term. But they it know. screws the Jets as well. See, I, 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 I'm, I'm so sure that it's done and that this is Aaron Rodgers because what's put me off in the last number of years is if it's not him talking about walking away from the Packers last year, it's two years ago, the whole COVID thing playing out, that he has wanted to be the center of attention. He like he absolutely loves pretending that he doesn't care when he absolutely does. And I don't mean that as an, a slight against Aaron Rodgers, but like we know he loves the attention. And he's he's seeing this play out and he's like, I'm the talk of the NFL world. All these guys are signing to different teams. They should be getting patted on the back talking about the big money that they've just received. But it's all me. Look at us. We got, what, three topics in, two topics in. We end up dominating about Aaron Rodgers again. People like people are sick of it, but it's a bit, it's a bit like the boys that you mentioned last week, the, the Burks um, here in Ireland, then at Burke and his family. Like People hate hearing about it, but they can't pull themselves away. Oh my god! Um, I guess the last thing I'll say about the situation is, I'm over it now already. I'm pretty over it. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm, I'm sorry. Not the Burks. I'm actually quite enjoying that. But I, I am. I, Mark, as someone, and you know, you you put a lot of time and effort into the work that you do, and the the people texting me today about how how good the graphics and stuff look already, and it's great to see you over the next few months, and obviously massively appreciate it, but. I, I, I think we're both clued into this league. I am over it now. See, I'm, make I'm, your mind up or leave it alone. I'm, I'm, I'm the exact same way. Like, Come on. I, I'm the exact same way with Rodgers. And then I end up having this conversation, you know, because you can't stop yourself because it's so obvious and apparent that, it, you know, everyone was like, we know, we all know that we're right here, but it all hinges on him. So it's like, you're dead right in saying that you're over it because so am I but I still get sucked in every time I, I just think <laughs> I, I, I just think you know this is a man that uh, has won one ring with the Packers and has had some incredible seasons in the league but he's what 30 what years of age 38 39 years of age am I correct yeah that correct? Yeah. 39 years of age I'm I'm, not, I'm fussed but I'm not fussed and it's like I, I was really fussed when it first came out but now I'm like sorted out lads get it done. He shouldn't be taking Namath's number either. Now that's coming from a Broncos fan who had the number 18 retired and Manning especially got it back. I don't think that should have happened and I certainly don't think that Joe Namath should be in it and the man's still alive. I think Joe Namath, if he's any sense, will keep that number to himself. Um, I just hope that it hasn't been, you know, been announced since... Um, no, Ooh. we're safe. We're safe. I have it here the whole time. Although, see, this, see this phone? Hi. It's like mad. Like I am turning. You see on Thursday morning, because I'm I'm oh, 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 on Thursday and Friday for Paddy's Day. So I am not listening to, I'm not listening to Shafter. I'm not listening to Rappaport. And even when I say that, I'll probably be replying to everyone going this and this and this. I do have to say finally though, um, this is, it's it's the end of an era. Because if he doesn't go to the Jets, he's retiring. He's not playing another down in Green Bay, in my opinion. Um, so it it's going to be interesting. And and you look very intrigued by your phone. Has something happened, or what's the crack? Or is I, it, I, or... I I can't play it out now. Um, basically, I got sent a message if we wanted to go back to Darren Waller that Darren Waller was upset with Josh McDaniels for leaking the news of his wedding with Kelsey Plum. 
So it was more the intrigue of that headline, but I will, I'll, 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 look, I'll read, I'll read in my spare time. <laughs> we talked, um, we, I know we're going to talk about the Vikings in a second because we're, we're going to bounce about 10 minutes. Me and Jeff did speak at length about the Broncos last night in terms of their free agency pickups. Since we then spoke, Alex Singleton has, has renewed. Is there anything that you want Zach to add Allen, to? I presume, happened afterwards, did it? Or, unless you did it very late. Yeah. Um, it must have, it must have happened after as well. Apologies, um, that Gallen, Mike McVeigh. It's it's just cool to see that they're big players and they need to be after everyone was obviously talking about the FC West last year that they're um, read on. I'm really interested in Zach Allen because of he was with the Cardinals and he was a fan favorite. But like when I saw him ranked in the top ten in free agent list, I was definitely surprised. I was like, I definitely it's liked a lot of money. Him. A lot of money, yeah. He look, he he has massive upside. He was a third round pick that came in and. Um, hit the ground running and he's been very consistent so uh, yeah let's see can they add up but it's you know this whole thing about when these guys get the big contract then they're going to be put in as a massive integral piece of the defense and let's see how he um, bears with that way in the shoulder it could work out very well for him especially he'll be staying with the same defense coordinator Vance Joseph they got a deal for Alex Singleton uh, 16 million uh, 9 million guaranteed I think it's a great deal he's a great player great guy as well um, we'll try and get him on this podcast before the season starts. Uh, the Vikings are in a as, as you've mentioned in the notes here, very weird place on the defense, losing Thomas <sighs> and Patrick Peterson. This is a defense that were 30th in points allowed last year, 31st in yards allowed, uh, 20, 27th in DV away, and made Daniel Jones look like Joe Montana in January. Uh, they bring in Marcus Davenport, but they, they need to be, you know, with the Marcus Davenport. Sorry, go ahead. The Marcus Davenport thing is weird because this story, the story that's playing out is absolutely nuts. Sadarius so Smith asked for his release. They weren't giving it to him and he just took the Twitter and was like, thanks to Vikings Nation. <laughs> it's, it's like, what a move. Like, he's just saying, I'm done. So the whole... <laughs> What a wild story. Mark da- Marcus Davenport, I don't know, was he on their free agency board as a must-get, but they're like, well, it looks like Zedarius is gone. So that was my knee-jerk when I saw that Marcus Davenport. I said, this defense hasn't gotten any better. They've just tried their best to replace Zedarius Smithall. I wouldn't see Patrick Peterson's loss as any kind of massive difference except for they need warm bodies almost in the defensive backs position i said in our preview last week that they needed to just invest in that defensive back room i said the stat they've had seven picks in what the last three years none of them have worked out or become a stud um at cornerback so draft they haven't proven that that's the way to go so i thought that they were going to get cam sutton i mean cam sutton went to the Lions, who I also had linked with a cornerback, but that's my favorite move of free agency is Cam Sutton being picked up. It was probably going to be whoever got him as long as they needed a cornerback. I'd rave about it because I just think he is so such high upside. So yeah, I was I, I'm just kind of the mind boggles at the Vikings right now because they have such an apparent need. Like the the defense looks after itself. We clearly saw that last year. It looked after itself. It was all on how fluky it was that they had these low or they were winning the one score games. And it's like, they need to solidify that defense because the defense is leaving it way too close. So they haven't done that yet, but obviously there's a few days, like the talent is coming off the board a bit. I mean, another Cardinals player, Byron Murphy is probably the best cornerback left at the moment. Um, Good cornerback, but I wouldn't be building a defense around him. If that's who they hope to, you know, pin their yeah their hopes on, well, it just seems like it's the same plan again that they're just hoping some guy becomes a superstar out of nowhere. 
It's um, just to add to that there, they have restructured Kirk Cousins' con- contract to generate 16 million of space. So hopefully they'll find a guy that doesn't just have 0.5 sacks last season and they can actually try and build it up a bit more. Um, I'm really intrigued to hear your thoughts on the Bears because you you mentioned on the notes here, Bears are getting blowing it up. Oh, so they must let's, be. They must let's, be. But let's end the podcast on this because you're looking at a team and this is, I actually call the week of Paddy's Day and the week after Paddy's Day, the week, this two-week period, like the, the Chicago Bears support that <laughs> because there's always, right. there's always something with this team, whether it's good or bad. I mean, all you got to do is type in Chicago Bears on Twitter and the first thing that pops up is the Bears players are apparently very excited about how this offseason is trending and cannot wait to see the full results. I'm very excited about my, the dinner that my wife's making me tonight. I can't wait to see the full results. And she brings out, <laughs> I don't know, half eat, half cooked pasta. Not that my wife would ever do that for a fair play to her, but <sighs> biggest, biggest cap space going into this. Number one pick. They don't, they done very well there, to be fair to them. Tremont Edmonds, Edmonds, Nate Davis, TJ Edwards, uh, obviously as well bringing in uh, more on, on the wide receiver front as well so are, are are you thinking they've made mistakes in terms of in terms of no, I suppose on, the, on the on the 8th of january week 18 this year as soon as the games concluded i tweeted out that the offseason goes through chicago because they had the most cap money and with that first overall pick it was this was always going to happen they had such an intrigue for me what they might regret as in blowing it up is when they were offloading Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles, when they traded um, Roquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens, everyone was like, well, this is a multi-year thing. Like Roquan Smith, you have a future with him. Robert Quinn, you have a future with him. They have the money to keep these guys. They don't need to do it right now. And then they go out and get Tremaine Edmonds, who isn't Roquan Smith. He's a good player. But like, as Sam Monson tweeted out yesterday, he's the icing on the cake, but they have no cake yet. Well worded, Sam Austin. Absolutely banger of a quote. But it's that's it. It sums it up 100%, Michael, right? It's like they have so much potential now. Look, I absolutely love what's going on with DJ Moore and Chase Claypool. That is going to be absolutely savage now on the offense next year. But it's like getting Tremaine Edmonds at the price. You could have had Roquan Smith. And, you know, like that's what I'm saying. They must regret it ever so slightly even and i'd say it's more never so slightly but they have to have regrets because they had they had proven pieces that they like to use in the building and they're not in the building and they're gone after them and it's, ugh, it's just awkward like what's the point having all the cap space if you're just going to spend it on you know not poor man's vor- versions but like there's a reason they had all that cap space and they could have just like gone in without it and had questions answered i think it's a fair point to me um right i'm not gonna lie I think we've done well for nothing to be announced, so I think we should cap this podcast. Is there any one move that you'd like to see by the time we're talking? I mean, we're, we're going to grab some uh, slugs tomorrow, so maybe we can talk about yeah, certain yeah. Uh, certain well, players in a bar with a, with a lapel mic. Who knows? As it, that would be fun. As it stands, I mean, CJ Gardner-Johnson is still out there, Orlando Brown, Bobby Wagner, Levante David, if you want an older guy. You know, Bobby Wagner is all himself. Um, but, there but, is, but, but we want stuff read up tomorrow and Thursday. Yeah, We're not there, sitting on there, bodies that... There, yeah, so there is interesting guys out there. But the thing with free agency is you have this absolute flurry at the beginning. Then there's guys that realize that they're not going to get the contract that they want. So it's going to drag out into next week. There's guys that will obviously happen on Wednesday. But there is such a set wave one, a couple of days off because everyone wants to reassess where they're at. A second wave 
where it clears the rest of them. And then the third wave is going to be like a name like Jadevian Clowney is going to be, you know, that's kind of extends all the way into camp almost. But it's yeah. like this flurry is definitely a Monday and Tuesday. So I expect some, I, I'd be surprised if there wasn't a couple more um, of those bigger names in the next 24 hours. But we'll see how it goes. Is there any move in particular? Yeah, the Vikings to get, I guess at this point it has to be Byron Murphy, right? He's the best cornerback re- remaining. And it's like, give me a break I, on this whole Baker Mayfield to Tampa Bay. This is going to get such hype. I have the graphic rate to go just because I know that people care, but it's like, not for me, please. I'd like to see Lamar Jackson go somewhere. Oh, yeah. 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 Anywhere. No, that's exciting. Anywhere. Indianapolis. Just see, give me just Indianapolis. see how this, this, like, the, the, this whole situation with the Ravens can work as well. I don't mean the bottom, sorry, but like, just like the Ravens really think that they are in the right position no matter what happens. And it's like, get Lamar sorted. Build your team around Lamar. It's like, come See, on. It's kind of a win-win for the Colts and the Ravens. The Ravens will get two very high first-round picks back, but Indianapolis is going to spend its first-round pick on a quarterback anyway, the number four in a quarterback anyway. So it's like, just give it up for the for the guaranteed Lamar and just call it, call it a first-round pick next year. Like... I know. I don't. I. I. I'm looking at your phone. <laughs> I. I get the exact same thing as well. So it's like, like Ari Merov. Is that how you pronounce his surname? Like he keeps tweeting, and there's stuff that keeps going on. Like I woke up this morning in the fear, like something's going to happen. However, we're at 8 p.m. on Tuesday, and as of right now, nothing's happened with Rogers. Nothing's happened with Lamar. Let's see what happens. This is going to go out at 3 a.m. Wednesday morning Ireland time. So if you are listening to this on your commute, we're sorry if something happened. Um, what's the plans of Paddy's then, Mark? Before we round up here, <laughs> depends on the weather. <laughs> I, uh, I'm presuming that you're not working, though. No? There's no. I, I'm uh, not working. Depends on the weather where I'm drinking outside or inside, but I'll be doing one of them. <laughs> we we have a special Paddy's Day podcast uh, <laughs> on 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 Friday where we name uh, our team of Patricks. So it's uh, from someone that listened back to it while I was cleaning the house this morning. I can tell you, it's. Uh, as ridiculous as it sounds, but it's um we we pull out some names, right? Absolutely. Mark Chatty soon, sir. Folks, thanks for listening. Uh, at NFL Ireland, at Michael underscore NFL, at one Super Bowl Drive, at Michaela PFI, uh, and the whole team at NFL Ireland. Chatty soon, folks, long of up. Up. up.